dive again. Welcome back, boys and girls. Hello, how are you? Good, Trent. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm very good, Mr. Smith. So we are doing... Of, sorry, big week of football. Massive week of football. Massive week. So we, we've got a lot of pods this week. We've got three podcasts. We just did the Anzac preview. Now let's look into round five prior to the Anzac. Um, so for me, I think, you know, the Anzac games really are the, the, the eve and, and obviously the day. But um, this is still part of the Anzac round. So we've got still a bunch of games to go through. Uh, so we're going to start with Sydney and Adelaide. But before we do, just a quick shout out to our sponsors, Hopster Home. So Hopster Home is a fantastic craft beer delivery service. They send really beautiful craft beers out to your home. If you check out uh, www.hopsterhome.com.au, you can see some really, really beautiful specials that have gone on at the moment. If you put in the, the promo code, actually, with AFL Deep Dive, you get $25 off your first pack, which I think is pretty pretty solid deal. So It's an excellent deal. Get check it board. out. If you're a beer lover, then... They're really good. Them. They actually are really good. And, and we're great, great service, too. Great service, and we're really happy to be a part of them because you know, it lines up really beautifully with the podcast and, um, yeah, look, the, the beer are fantastic so you know sometimes you go to bottle shops and you know the beers are way out of date and these guys only send really really fresh and interesting stuff so definitely check them out so we can head let's go straight into it because we've got a lot to go through so an amazing round of football amazing um, round of football even though it's we've only got you know what have we got one two three four five six games to talk about um you know my how more no six one two seven seven games sorry i can't even count we've got seven games to go which is you know, not that you think, oh yeah, you know, that's not too long. But we've actually got games to talk about. But they're all very good games. Yeah. So well, let's start at the top. Let's get right into it. So Sydney, Adelaide. So Sydney, Adelaide played on Friday the 20th of April. Uh, Sydney lost to Adelaide, incredibly, 75-85. So we tipped Adelaide, oh, we tipped Sydney, sorry, by, um, what are we about the, about the same 10 margin. 10 to 15 points. Yeah, so it was a, basically the pick the margin, didn't pick the right team. So... Interesting game and great I didn't, game. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't see it coming, but um, I mean, you got to see the whole game. I worked Friday night, so I missed it. So, yeah. how about you kick off and tell sure. us your sort of thoughts about it? Sounds good. So, we, we both had pretty busy weekends, but between us, we saw all the games and we've obviously seen all the highlights and all the specifics. But um, I watched quarters from every game, but um, we saw I, I saw absolutely all of this game. So, start off. I mean, let, let's firstly look into Sydney. So. I mean, Sydney, you know, they, they, they've been aside this year. And now I, I want to look a bit bigger picture with Sydney. I mean, they, they went to Etihad. They beat the Dogs. How good the Dogs are at the moment, it, it is hard to know. And that, that sort of, you know, factors in a little bit. We thought Sydney at home, we thought, you know, they don't lose too many games at the SCG. We got off them a little bit early with the Port Adelaide game, and Port Adelaide ended up beating them. And we thought, ah, oh, no, look, let's correct that and get back on them. So that's two games now at the SCG that they've lost, which is which is really that'd I, be concerning if I was John Longmire. Well, it's similar problem to where they were last year. Yes, they've won more games, but it's still not ideal. A lot of home games early, so no. Look, overall, I mean, I think Adelaide's clearly Adelaide. I mean, if you saw this game or if you didn't see the game to recap, I mean, Adelaide's pressure right at the start was was excellent. So right from the get-go, it was the Adelaide that we know from last year. Adelaide really, really came out to play. 
Um, you know, across the ground, they were really, really impressive. I thought our man Dude was was really good. I saw through the week. He's good. A lot of people yeah. are really getting on on, on the old mate. Dude. You picked him early, so he's a solid solid player. Um, you know, Tex clearly had a point to prove. He was really good throughout the night. Yeah, I'll take my comments back about Tex. He's obviously not injured. He was just having a little bit of a form oh, slump. But... I think I actually reckon he was injured, but he's been able to get over what he had. So supposedly he had a, had but he a was couple brilliant. of issues, but he was very, very good mm. throughout the night. Laird made a couple of mistakes, but generally speaking, he was very, very good. Um, you know, going through the lines, if you, you know, you sit with Adelaide, you know, Walker for one, Atkins three goals, Jenkins three goals. He was better from last week. Jenkins was, was not great last week. Um, Seedsman was outstanding. I, you know, I almost gave him the heat check throughout the week. You know, he, he doesn't miss on, on Anzac Day or Anzac Week, so to speak, because he yeah. was really good for the Pies in the past too. So one goal's two, um, 26 disposals. You know, he was really impressive throughout the night. Uh, you know, you look at Greenwood was a much better from last week. You look at his line and you think, oh, look, you know, one behind 16 disposals. But if you deep sort of dive a bit further in, 11 tackles. Like his pressure was excellent throughout the night. He yep. really used his body really well. And, you know, Ennis Yolman, too, I thought was really, really impressive. He's fast becoming quite a, a quality player. He um, really took Kennedy out of the game. So we'll start a bit with Adelaide. We generally start with the winners. I mean, Douglas was, was generally, you know, not too bad throughout the night. I mean, it was, a, it was just a great team effort. And team pressure football wins games. You know, we've seen that over the last That's, couple of years yep. with the Dogs in Richmond in modern football. So, but I mean, look, I, overall, I mean... I'm going to say something that I haven't heard anyone say so far throughout the week. I haven't watched any... We're recording this Monday night, so I haven't watched any of the football shows. But I think in a lot of ways, the Crows were lucky to win a bit towards the end. I mean, I haven't heard that at all, and I don't want to take anything away from Adelaide. But, you know, right at the end, you know, Heaney misses those two points, and Buddy kicks that point as well that he normally would kick. And, you know, there was a lot of... You know, Sydney doing a lot of things right, you know, late... But yeah. they just weren't converting on the scoreboard. But, look, there's, there's definitely a lot of talking points out of this game. I mean, I thought Adelaide double-teamed Buddy really, really well. Um, you know, players, I think, at times from other teams, you know, I think showed too much respect for Buddy. And I think Adelaide really went out to, to hunt him, which was good to see. You know, they were aggressive with him. Um, Buddy was, was good at using his body and, you know, not his elbows at trying to push defenders away. Um, but at the same time, you know, he did a few things that were that were really, really clever. You know, he, obviously there was that ridiculous kick outside seventy. Um, you know, he he was he was clearly quite impressive. You know, but again, you know, going back to what we said a couple of weeks ago, when when Sydney won that game, you know, they they the blinkers to Buddy, as people have been saying, you know, this whole you know go to Buddy yeah. inside fifty was nowhere near as um as intense. But once again, so just to to let our listeners know. It's back up to 38% of the time they went to Buddy. So when they won the Dogs, it was 32. Yeah. And the week prior, when they lost that game, it was 39. Yeah. So it's gone 39, 32, 38. Yeah, so every time they go, sorry, every time they yeah. go direct to Bud, it, it, it's constantly... So there was a couple of times, and I know, like, I don't want to highlight it too heavily, but there was a couple of times where Heaney was free and they went to Buddy. So... Yeah, it's, it's not really. Yet, so keep going. Yeah, no, I was just gonna. I thought you were gonna have a breather, no, but you were just. Uh, oh, no. Just, just what I was trying to do. <laughs> get it out there. Energize the buddy there. Um, yeah, was there any, I was gobsmacked by the amount of ball that they kept feeding Buddy. I thought, hang on, they've worked out how to win games yeah. without having to go to him. Yeah, 
they were constantly... We thought they had. Well, like, constantly behind, so they never led at any stage during the game, and they still thought the best thing to do was go to Bunny. And it's going to take... Obviously, it's going to take time. It's, it's like a reflex action to see him up there, and that's probably why they didn't go to Heaney um, or some other players that were uh, free. as well, yeah. Absolutely. But the um, interesting thing, and it's probably the, the anomaly of this year that when we've gone through key stats, is that Sydney actually took 12 marks inside... They're attacking fifty to five again, mm. Adelaide. So that's usually been one of those stats but they didn't where but they didn't convert. Mm. So yeah, really interesting. Um, but on the flip side, uh, more tackles from Adelaide um, in the forward fifty. Pressure, so pressure, pressure, pressure. But other than that, except for the in- inaccuracy, they were pretty. Uh, when you look at the stats, they were pretty even, um, even teams. And obviously, it was only a ten point margin in the end. And look, good, good work for Adelaide um, taking all that uh, shite from. Me and everyone else. Everyone else you went too, I don't think you were too hard on the wee. I don't remember. Uh, was it too bad? Uh, you went too heavy. Not overly over the top. I was probably a bit more sort of scathing of Tex Walker. Um, mm. Justified because of his weak performance the week before. But mm. look, I'd love to see him. I mean, you... you Criticised me of being a Tex hater, but I didn't hate him. I just no, was no, I'm just, just, just woeful. I was just kidding. Uh, yeah, and it was just... It was just disappointing because he is such mm. a good player and you don't like seeing any good players um, being out of touch and there's a number of that I'll talk about in this review in the other games. So we'll stick, we'll stick with Adelaide just for a little bit and then we'll kind of do uh, Sydney and then big picture. I mean, look, Riley Knight was, was good in his first game back. Um, you know, I thought Atkins as well was, was, was pretty solid. You know, there was a, a lot of... Sp- that you know, a lot of spread from Adelaide at times. It was really, really impressive. You know, they really opened up Sydney at times. If you look back through the game, you know, the first quarter, three, three to four, nine. I mean, they really jumped them at the start, mm. and Adelaide should have been a lot further ahead. The second sort of steadied it a bit, but again, Adelaide were inaccurate. Third was excellent from Sydney, um, and then the fourth was sort of even. And I actually think Adelaide ran out of legs a little bit in the end, but um, yeah, look, they managed to hold on, and, and good on them. I um yeah look I mean o- overall it was it was a fascinating game to watch tactically as well. So. Cool. So that's a really good point, and it leads into my question. So you watched this game. Yeah. You had um, Adelaide at the start of the year in your top four. Uh, went off them a little bit. I had them at fourth. Yeah, yeah. had them had, went off them a little bit over the last couple of weeks and yeah. did the flip with Sydney. Both had Sydney out of the eight. I had to pick somebody. Yeah. 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 But, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And don't disagree with you. Just based on where we're at at the moment, obviously it's still very early in the season, but having watched that game, where do you see both these teams relative to each other and the rest of the comp? Yeah, look, I think they're relatively close. I mean, I know Sydney Sydney's engine was quite down. I, I don't think there's any doubt that Kennedy's holding an injury. I'm not going to you know, really give Yolman a, a massive uh, tick. I think he was very good, no doubt, but it really looks like Kennedy's being hampered with something. So in terms of the engine of Sydney, it looked down. Um, you know, I think a couple of them are carrying some injuries. Uh, but yeah, look, I think I think Sydney's Sydney. You know, probably needs another quality defender. I'll, I'll be honest. Mm. That that would really really help that side. Um, you know, I think you know McVeigh and, and a few others have been really good at what they've done. But I think they they lack that a little bit. Um, I think their forward line is predictable at times, which is con- very concerning. Um, I think, look, I think I think Adelaide. Uh, I think it, look, the, the score probably tells the result. I think Adelaide potentially. I know I, I rated Sydney very highly, you know, near a week or so ago. But 
tell you what, this season, I mean, after that game, I'm starting to think maybe um, maybe Adelaide are, are a bit further ahead. I mean, it's just so hard to know. I mean, right now, like, you know, both teams, well, especially Adelaide, have got a truckload of injuries. So it's 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 they're gonna they are gonna get a bunch of those guys back throughout the year. To answer your question, I, I think possibly Adelaide slightly ahead if Sydney aren't able to come up with a counter game plan. And that's the concern, is that it feels like the structures that you know, Sydney are allowing themselves to get opened up in a number of different ways and we could really, you know, deep into it in terms of, you know, their offense structures. Um, you know, Buddy's got a couple of tricks. You know, I saw him a couple of times. He was doing this whole, you know, that's not where the mark was, you know, distracting people and stuff. But all those sort of tricks are only going to get you a goal here and there in terms of, you know, really game-winning stuff. You know, As you said, the Adelaide defenders read it constantly and they kept double-teaming Buddy and they read, they read the ball coming inside 50 and they knew that Sydney would go to him more often than not and they, they played it against them. Yeah, as you've mentioned a number of times throughout um, this podcast over the weeks... That type of football, look, it could have got them the win over Adelaide it had they kicked straight, not but it's not, to, it's not going to win finals. Uh, and that's my point. So unless they find that other um, way to goal and score, do you still have Sydney outside the eight, knowing how unpredictable the season is? Yeah, or- look, it's a, it's a concern, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, the other thing too is if... if so Kennedy was was way down clearly, as I said, and you know Yolman was very good in him. But the, the reality is Douglas peeled off and played on him as well. So it was a really quality team, team defense, defense from Adelaide. If there's a, a deep midfield like a Richmond or a GWS, Sydney, I think are going to struggle. So because you, you know we re- you know you need to see you know a really quality team engine for Sydney, and I, I'm 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 really I'm concerned about sections of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, the little bit that I saw, and obviously having chatted with you, I think there's so much more upside for the winning team in Adelaide with a number of key pillars and midfielders to come back into that side. Um, and there's more downside for Sydney if they can't find other avenues or multiple ways of um, scoring against quality opposition. Well, I mean, look, look, it's not all down. I mean, Papley was pretty good. Like, to pivot to Sydney a bit, I mean, Papley was pretty good. Um, you know, his courage, you know, I actually realised this afterwards, that ridiculous mark that Papley took was at the same spot. I actually wrote down in my notes, Papley did a rewalt, and it's it's funny, as in Nick rewalt, yep. that ridiculous mark that he took um, going, going, back, going back with the years flight ago, yeah. years ago. Do you know, that was, I didn't have forgotten, that was at the SCG, SCG yeah. and apparently it was at almost the exact same spot, so that was funny. And it was so, only his second game of AFL, well, not second game, second like year that. or something, yeah, yeah just put him on the, uh, <clears throat> put him on the, uh, the mark for everyone. What a freak. Bring him yeah. back for Saints. They'd love him. Yeah, they might need him. Uh, no, but, yeah, maybe, maybe not. We'll wait and see. But, <laughs> I mean, but Papley, um, yeah, Papley was really good. The other thing that really impressed me was it was probably physically one of the best games I've seen Heaney play too. I mean, he just has incredible work rate. There was a few times he you know, worked significantly across the ground to, to really push the ball forward. His defensive and, and offensive pressure is, is getting better as a balance. But um, I, I thought he was really good. His engine is a lot better than I actually thought it was. I didn't think he had an engine like that. But he was really, really, really impressive. The Swans, you know, you know, they did adjust things. Like, they, they were good in the third at sort of absorbing the pressure from Adelaide. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of it was also that Adelaide sort of ran out of legs a little bit in the second half and then definitely in the fourth. But, um, yeah, look, I think 
it's 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 a game that they'll both want to sort of move. They'll look at the specifics and then move on from. It's still very early in the season in terms of where they are overall. Um, I'm yeah, I'm not so sure. So you know what's going to happen from here, obviously. But it was a great game. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, so for me, you know, Luke Brown, I thought was really really impressive as well. This was you know one of my absolute heat checks too. So oh, okay, yeah, this is your first um, heat check. For well, the I Rams. actually I actually had a couple. So you do, I, yeah. I, I really really rated Luke Brown's game. So you know there were some really really impressive things from a few different players, but I thought Brown was was super super impressive. So. Um, we'll just bring up his stats here. So, 16 disposals, 11 kicks, 100% efficiency. Yeah, wow. So, that's, a, that's a good return, isn't it? And he did a number of things throughout the game that were super impressive. So, we, we, we got, obviously, a bit of a time limit. But, you know, like, that was... that He was outstanding, so... Well, they're going to... The, the team, they're going to show that to teammates and use that as a as a something to build on. Yeah. For, you would you would think someone to go at 100% efficiency with more than 10 kicks or 10 disposals is pretty bloody good in AFL. To summarise, I mean, big big concerns are going to be, you know, I, I don't know what sort of depth Adelaide, uh, sorry, Sydney have got that can adjust their engine maybe slightly. I don't I don't know. I, I, I wish there'd be a bit more honesty in terms of injuries because I worry about a couple of them. they're carrying some. I reckon yeah. there's a couple that are. I mean, clearly Kennedy is. I mean, you look at the first half, so there were 6 to 16 clearances in the first half, and then you know, at one stage they were four to twenty first possess. Like that, that's pretty poor. And he hasn't really, so, but he hasn't really shown it much throughout the start of the season yet. Anyway, I mean, he's been serviceable. At Hanbury as well. Hanbury was way down too. Well, we know Hanbury came in late anyway because no doubt about pre- it. Uh, so, a late preseason, and we know he needs game time to find his best. But Kennedy usually, I mean, last year was the shining light basically for the first part of the season so yeah, yeah wouldn't be surprised if he um is carrying an injury as well and um yeah uh, maybe they do get exposed with some depth but i mean you, you look at well the, the thing too is i mean you look at it you look out look how much out that crows had out of their mid and they were able to cover it yeah. no slime no walk uh not still walk, no sorry, crouches. um crouches yeah, yeah. exactly so no, crows defense as well was impressive on the night um you know i was really impressed with the number of the players down there so yeah but overall look you know it, i think both teams will sort of look away from it but a bit of worry signs um great great news for crows winning one on the road they kind of you know um fix what happened last week because yeah, let's absolutely. say let's say they beat collingwood and they lose here people probably wouldn't have mentioned too much no. that's the irony but then you'd go the other way and there's heat on you for Half of that time, so. But I think Sydney, you know, they they they've got an interesting run ahead. So, but it's not not ideal losing one at the another game at the SCG. So. No, not at all. Let's move into the Saints and the Giants, which was oh. a incredible draw. Wow, uh, what was the seventy three all? Just remind everyone. Yep. Seventy three all. Um, Carlisle got uh, probably grilled on Twitter again. Um, not so much for that poor fella, but uh, seventy three all at Etihad Stadium on the Saturday. So, what did you think? Uh, you, you watched most of this yeah, game. Yeah, I, I did. And um, look, enthralling game. I, it was funny. I, I listened to half of it on the radio because I was out and about and then watched the second half when I got home. And look, all credit where credit's due. Saints played the type of football that I think most people expected they would play all year. Yeah. On the flip side, GWS. Well, sorry, again, they... Lack champagne football. Yeah, they they lack. I mean, if Brett Deledio wasn't in that team, I think Saints win by a few goals. So mm-hmm. they and they still struggle to play good football in Melbourne. They seem to play everywhere else really well. As soon as they have to come down to Melbourne, 
they struggle. And that is not a good sign for a team that wants to win a flag because you win it in Melbourne. With Rose played, yeah. You've yeah. got to go through Chicago. And, yeah, got to go through Chicago. Look, um, yeah, that, that champagne football without the grunt without someone that is ready to put their head over the ball, do the hard yards. I think that's where um, Dylan Shields is out, isn't he, with that injury? Oh, Shields was in. He played. No, who, who's the other player that um, is out for a while? Shields got a force field. I'm going to talk about no, that. No, there's someone else. He's still got a damn force field. What's his name? Oh, uh, Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly, sorry. Or Scully two. as well. And Scully. Those two. Yeah. Like, they're the they're two, the two, two specific. They're yeah. the two guys that work really, really hard at it and quite happy they to do They missed Devin Smith too, ironically. Yeah, well, I guess we could predict. But that. honestly, there's no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be pretty harsh about JWS. Sorry, they kicked nine goals, nineteen with a forward line that has Patton, Champagne S- football, Cameron, and Toby Green. Touted as like whatever. Sorry, you keep doing that, then um, all your under eighteen exploits uh, amount for nothing. And the fact that your best two players on the ground were your two probably oldest players in Griffin and Deledio says well, a lot. Dids especially. Yeah. Dids was classic. Like he did, look, but he knew what to, it was. Him playing for Richmond again when Richmond were a half-assed team. He went well. If nobody's going to do it, I better step up. And I'm great to see him back. But look. More focus on St Kilda. They played hard. They they yeah, chased. They worked in. Te- they worked as a team. Yeah. Finally, for the first time all year, they worked as a team, which is going to be the most um, pleasing part for all AFL fans out there. But most importantly, St Kilda supporters, because it gives them a bit of hope for the rest of the season. If they can bring that week in week out, they chased um, again. They're, they're missing some big timber up forward. Um, so to see see them run and just never give up on the on the hope of winning the game was really really pleasing. They really tried, yeah. I mean, look, they were just look. I, yeah, some of their skills at times from St Kilda obviously still wasn't great. They're clearly in that that bottom or mid rung, but they 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 kept trying, and that's all you can ask for a team. They kept coming back. They kept trying. You know, clearly they lack uh, targets up forward. But, you know, there, there was still some really good things. I mean, McCartan, you know, we saw a bit of, bit of stuff from him. He kicked 3-1. Billings, Billings could have had a blinder. He kicked yeah. one goal, three, and 20 disposals. I mean, he really could have lit it up. But um, actually, this is a good time to talk about the heat check. So there was a bit of confusion with the heat check. Uh, it's not necessarily just about players that completely dominate. It's also a bit about people that are right on the fringes of having a completely dominant game. And you can look at Billings a little bit as well. Because, you know, one three, let's say he kicks, you know, four, 20 disposals, three tackles. Or he, you know, that's that's a pretty impressive, impressive game. Team, so. yeah. But, yeah, look, clearly the Saints, you know, they re- they clearly miss, obviously, Rewalt, but they, they miss a, a big target up forward. Um, you know, they they would. I mean, imagine if they get Lynch at the in the off season because all. So if you haven't heard the rumors, um, so the, the well the three clubs that his manager Tom Lynch from the Gold Coast met with. Apparently, he met with a couple of clubs over the weekend. His manager. Yeah. So it sounds like it's very much on. So you can expect you Tom so. Lynch to come back to Victoria. And there's one other um, like while we're on the focus of the Saints forward line, um, heard a stat and and I don't know the exact timing, but from either halfway through last year or some particular round last year until now, Tom Membray, is it Tom? There yeah. before he is the most accurate set Membry. Set, yeah, Membry. Membry was the most accurate set shot kick on goal. Tim Membry. Sorry. Tim Membry, Tim. yeah. So um, they brought it right. Yeah, they, they brought it up again in the um, commentary of the Hawks North game when Brown was kicking for goal and Brown's a dead eye dick. But yeah, that's, that was an interesting set. So if they can get him back 
and just get the ball to him. He's a fair chance. He kicked like he's kicked like fifteen two on yeah. set shots or something in the last six games or eight games or whatever it might be. So well, he's um, done a Liam Jones release. Really. Yeah. Sort of, thrown in the bin but I mean yeah look but I, it's, the, I can't be too hard on young younger player but at the same time you know the, the, the Saints they, they have to have a target We've got they, yeah. they need more targets up forward you can't expect billing like don't get me wrong like so many teams are getting their small forwards to kick off that's because there's a big target taking the pressure off them you've still got to have a key target and yeah that's probably the one thing they're really really lacking at the moment you can't put Carlisle down there because he's too um, structurally important to them in defence and that's where he goes but um, look when the game's there to be won it's not a bad ploy to throw someone like that up forward big um, thing that I noticed as well was every time GWS went through the corridors St Kilda just didn't know what to do there was, so they've, they've got to learn how to defend the corridor better because there was a number of times where GWS just went bang 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 switched across went through and it, it just seemed to cut them up so there was a number of times where GWS kept kind of pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling and really, really causing concern for the Saints. So, look, they're clearly a young side. To, to split it up, I mean, GWS, I was really disappointed that, you know, in, in our off-season um, preview with GWS, we both spoke about how we want to see less of this champagne football, this, you know, I, you know, I, I want to get this perfect kick and this amazing handball and stuff. No, I want to see grit. I want to see blue-collar stuff. Um, but there was some really, really disappointing stuff from them throughout the game at times. And then you look at the Saints, they're a young side and they, they are they are crying out for more targets up forward and some, some talent in that in that in that front half. So Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Talking about the champagne football stuff, um, I'm just gonna try and relate it to uh, a sport that you and I are both fairly passionate about and a particular player we're fairly passionate about. Um, the Fed. Great now man. we know the great man. Look, if you watch him, he <laughs> this might be a long podcast. If you bring it up, great man. Well, he will often when we talk about it yeah. um, in the early rounds of a of a tournament. He might just play around a bit, but he did not do that. Doesn't do it in, in his he didn't do it in his infancy though. No. He started doing that when he became the great man after yeah. about 10, 12 slams. GWS. Yep, got all the talent in the world on paper. Doesn't matter. But they haven't proven themselves to anyone yet. So until they do, I think they really... And, and I'm still surprised that Leanne Cameron hasn't just cracked the whip and just got some of these guys that are on the fringe who can't get a game. You know what, guys? You um, silky stars, you can't kick the ball straight or do this, do the hard yards. You're going to get dropped and just see how, they, how, how that pans out because there's, they've got a deep list. Everyone knows how many... Players they got in there that could just go. Well, they bring in Deeds. What it's they bring in Deledio from the from the back. back so. so look, yeah, it's, um, I, I don't know. It's I'm not going to write them off. Obviously, there's too much talent on that list. But if they keep playing like that, it's not going to win them a grand final, let alone any other finals. It was a stressful game to watch. I actually, it was funny. I was with a, a very passionate St Kilda supporter, um, and we were watching the last bit. And and her main thing was that. It's so frustrating to watch the amount of insight they get. There's these patches, and I actually wrote it in my notes about two or three minutes before she said it. It was funny because there's these patches through the game where St Kilda are getting inside 50 after inside 50 after inside 50 and just not holding it in there. Mm. And you look at a lot of modern football, you have to be able to lock 
the ball into inside 50 to be able to give yourself enough chances. Yeah. It might not it might not work the first time. It might work the second. It might work the third. Look at look at North Melbourne, how well they performed against Hawthorne. A bunch of times, the ball would go inside 50. Okay, Hawthorne bounced it back. No, nah, we're going to keep it in. You know, no, nah, nah, well, there comes Sicily again. Nah, and he steps on somebody's head, and then he gets it back again. <laughs> but, like, you know, it just... There was another, but to be Actually, jokes did. aside, though, like it did, it did kept happening, keep happening, and they, but they were so good at holding it in, and that is so frustrating as a supporter. I don't back for the Saints, but I, you know, back for football, and it is so frustrating to watch that sort of stuff happen when you know there's just that tiny bit extra they need, and then they'll be a good side. Yeah, so. and you do, and then, and if we haven't seen it enough already, we'll see it throughout the rest of the year. It's the team that takes the opportunities and kicks goals are the team that inevitably win. Um, Every game so far this round, the losing team had its chances, but just couldn't take it. Or the the defense for the team that was in front was so much better, they could withstood all that pressure. Well, to highlight my point, GWS lost the inside 50s by 20. 20. 67 to 47. So it wasn't just us watching the game. It, it, look at it in the numbers. That is ridiculous. To lose the inside 50s, a winner, sorry, we, we'll look at it St. Kilda's perspective. To win it by 20 and get and, and scrape away a draw and, is just so frustrating. But we'll scroll down to the stat under that, which is the efficiency. inside yeah. 50s efficiency. 34% St. Kilda, St. 60% Ugh. to the Giants. Uh, so, so frustrating so. as a... Oh, we'll, if you're a supporter of either team, it would have been frustrating. Yeah, well, because, well, I'm not, and it was frustrating. Yeah, so as a GWS supporter, you'd be like, hang on, why wasn't it a 60-point win considering you kicked 9-19? Yeah. Um, and Saints, you'd be like, well, we could have got four points there. And that's more frustrating because you're so close, not because you would have probably expected to win that game even at the start of the year before any other games have been played, but just to, just to miss out when you're so, so close and not... Uh, yeah, not get not get the, the chocolates. Yeah. That's the word, the chocolates. I mean, the the chockies. I, I look. I think St Kilda started a lot better. They scraped a draw. They're going to take away confidence. But I tell you what, it was frustrating. Can I mention a couple of other things? Go so, for it. fourteen thousand nine hundred and fifty-six. What does that make you think of? What is that? What is that number? That is the crowd. The crowd. What was the number again? Fourteen thousand oh. nine hundred and fifty-six. That was the only people at that game. I'm sorry, I'm a Richmond supporter and I went to so many dud games that I knew we were going to get a busted ass best case scenario. It's one of the worst, so it's one of the worst crowds since like, I think it was, I forget the last game, it was like, it was like Gold Coast versus like a a North or something when they were really struggling, you know, five or six years ago. Like that, that is a horrific crowd. Obviously the Giants have got 20,000 members, they don't have too many in, um, in Melbourne, but please, St Kilda supporters... Please, this is the time. Support your team. This yeah. is and, and trust is, me, it like the winning that flag. I know I can't. You know, I, I only just won one in Richmond, but in winning that flag, it was so much more satisfying having you know seen that flag win because I went through the hard times. Yeah, absolutely. like you know, you know, yeah, you know. But mate, this this was a good game. Was it like only, go to the game. Like, was only, oh. So we're only talking three or four years ago that St Kilda was one of the best. Top three or four teams in the comp. It's inside. It's roofed. It's got the it. conditions are good. You got to support you... them. You got to support oh. them. Um, and that's the only way that team is ever going to remain relevant and strong in the competition is if you're supporting. Look, 
Yeah, we talk about our teams every now and again, but Hawthorne didn't play finals for first yeah. time last year. But our members went well, up Richmond, this year. Well, Richmond, our memberships yeah. went up this year. No, I know. Yeah, after well, a year well, of. But you've had an absurd amount, batch of success. But even Richmond, like, you know, we, we had this very is... good numbers when the team was poor. I, I get the whole thing. People will say, oh, St. Kilda and Carlton are big clubs. Well, they're, they're old Victorian clubs, so they should be bigger. And there is a truckload of people out there that say I'm a St. Kilda, Kilda supporter, supporter. Yeah. that are in the woodwork that just don't ever come to these games. So if and you're I... listening, go. Because they, they, they're, they're a good side. They've got some good kids. They're, they're a bit of a straggle at the start. But they'll, they'll, they're trying at least. Be, so if you support them, they'll have money in the bank to put towards to, facilities and, and to all recruit that as well. All that type of stuff. Build better facilities. Yeah. Exactly. So we better keep moving. moving but yeah, yeah, look, I mean, the, the reality is, you know, inaccuracy from both teams, but, you know, really cost but great science. Cost them in different, different elements. But yeah, great science. I'm, I'm real. I, look, I still think GWS are going to be right at the top yeah. of the table. But I, I, I want to see a lot less of this. And I want to see, as you said, a lot less of this in Melbourne. It's not just Eddie Had, it's not just the G, no. it's, it's garbage. They should be much better than this. They should have come along and won by 20 or 30 points, even with that St. Kilda pressure. Yeah. It's not good enough. Not good enough. They've got so much depth, it is not good enough anymore. You know, it can't just be up to Coniglio and a lot of these players to just hold this team up. Yes, they've got a couple of injuries. They need to face that adversity and, and, and really, really no. conquer it. Of, it's all, not good of, every, of every team on the competition... The injuries. They, Look at they, Adelaide. In, who cares they just about, beat Sydney in Sydney. They should, the injuries should never be a concern no. for this team. That's part of the game. It's part of the game to get injuries. Yeah, That's, but yeah. We've got so much anyway. depth anyway. The bat, no bat. No um, bat. Let's, no. let's keep moving. So, uh, Blues, all West right. Coast. So, you wow. take the lead, mate. It was uh, 69 to 79 at the G. You watched a lot of this. Mate, I, this... I re-watched it, but you saw it live. Uh, so yeah. you, Look, you this was an absolute cracking game. And this is the game that I hope Blue supporters were watching to show what they're capable of. Um, it's a small step, but a step in the right direction. They did it without their captain there, Mark Murphy, and uh, it was a, a showing of Crips. Everyone was a little bit concerned about Crips and how he'd handle the pressure being the, the key uh, midfielder for that team, but he was absolutely on fire. He was a superstar. Um, everything he did, everything he did um, um, turned to somewhat of gold or silver. Um, yeah. He was instrumental in um, keeping them in the game all the way through and then that uh, late run towards uh, the end of the game in the last quarter he was um, he was where the ball was at every moment um, and funnily enough uh, the, the the lesser known Kerno although has been around for longer Ed just continues to just be um, Mr. Consistency for that team. He he was rock solid. He, again, like Kerno, led from uh, the front uh, and being the probably most senior player there now, along with, um, uh, is it Fisher? No, Simpson. Cade Simpson, Simpson, yeah. yeah. They, I look, love Cade Simpson. Cade Simpson, again. Him and Kerno were so probably uh, tied for um, Carlton's BNF at the moment. They've yeah. been... They've been Pretty bloody I solid in every game, and, and he's and he's, he's been so good, good for a long time. Yeah. So look, um, yeah, the Blues were very very unlucky not to um, take home the uh, the chocolates in this game. The chockies. Can I ask you a question? Because I I saw I've seen about two quarters of it and watched all the highlights. So I've got enough of an idea, but you watched the whole thing live, and that makes it a bit easier. Uh, if Cruiser had been in, do they win this game? So statistically, without Cruiser, Carlton have been appalling over the last five years, um, really. Is that the difference? 
No, the difference is, like St Kilda, getting a key forward to yeah. kick goals. It, it, it's something they're missing. Um, Cruz definitely, because he makes Nick Nat a lot more accountable. Um, Nick Nat was, again, very fan, uh, very good. He wasn't um, super like he has been. Um, he didn't definitely didn't uh, dominate Phillips, which I thought he would have. Yeah. Um, only the 26 uh, hit-outs, only eight touches, Still no goals. Still a bit injuries. Yeah, and, of, yeah. and again... A, a travel... Don't, yeah. don't want to talk about the service too much, but again, does, does his explosiveness get nullified because of the speed and slipperiness of... Um, no, it was at G. No, it was at G. Sorry, no, it wasn't. Sorry, for a minute there, I thought it was. Oh, I think he's holding something. I, I still think he's not one hundred percent right, but he's still pretty good. Can I make a point just with forwards though? And again, can I ask you? So Carlton had one, two, three, four, five. So they had six Carlton people scored a goal. Yeah, not not score involvements, right? Yeah, I, I want to deep further into it. So they had six people that scored a goal. I understand what you're saying about they, they need tar- targets up forward. To me, the issue... So I was really impressed with McKay's game from what mm. I saw. McKay got four goals. It was some really encouraging shining straight, light from yeah. him. Um, you know, he's, he's a pretty young player. What is he, 20 years old? So 97. Wow, I remember where I was in that year, let alone when he was damn born. So that, that's, that makes Man, him look pretty old. I was finishing you, school. You, you're probably, you're probably <laughs> Yoda, Yoda by that stage. But no, he, look, he's, he's a seriously good player, and that's really encouraging. My concern is, though, and I want to put it to you, they need more people that can score. They, they need a bigger spread. I mean, we spoke last week about, you know, 8, eight 9, 10 is ideal, especially in modern football. You don't yeah. have your, you know, Dunstall's coming out, you know, Ablett's kicking, you know, seniors kicking 20 and all this. You know, it doesn't work like that anymore. So six people scored a goal is not ideal. Having to rely on Casbol to kick two and McKay to damn well kick four. I mean, yeah, they, they you know, they, they really need a couple of smalls to really assist. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, Kerno kicked one and Casbol kicked two. So there's three of their goals yeah. by older players. Um, look, if they can keep McKay... Um, son of a gun, um, playing regular. Um, yeah. And he's not going to kick four week in, week out at the moment. He's 20. He's massive, though. Yeah. He's 200 centimetres and 95 kilos. So, Amazing, yeah. So he's got another 10 kilos to put on that frame without getting too big. Like He's t- taller than Tomahawk. And Tomahawk got up to about 115 kgs or thereabouts. Too big. Too big. He but, became but if he gets to 105 oh, I know, yeah. um, and, and just... Just ease him into into that team. Yeah. Um, look, they, they do. They, who was it? I think it was Matthew Lloyd or someone was talking about how, how much top-end talent. And he got bagged, but they actually do have a lot of talent in this young yeah, they bracket. they traded all away. No, they just <laughs> they're just young players. So we should do a segment every week of who who from who ex Carlton's doing well at other teams. Other teams. We could pretty much do a whole segment on that. Yeah, and um, yeah. So look. <laughs> Promising side, Carlton. If they can bring that week in week out, that's all you can ask for. And they're going to beat some teams by playing that style of footy. They were very impressive. Um, got a question? Or are we going to move on to the? Got one Weagles? question. I have one more question. Then we'll we'll pivot to the Weagles. Um, pivot to the boot. One question, Cripps. Is there any doubt that he is the next Blues captain? So he was acting captain. No, oh, no. Based on that performance and 
the upside of who. Imagine he when they're good and, and and he starts turning it up. No, like as I said in the preseason. Well, we both cast, said he. We both said mate, in the preseason episode he's almost the best young talent in the game. He's yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. He's he's just the young cooter with e- a couple every, of inches. He's massive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every single club would froth at the mouth. You cannot tell me t- barrackers from any other club would not yeah. be like yeah d- tick. I'll um I'll take him tomorrow. No, he's an out and out star, and just hopefully hopefully he keeps his body together and holds up because another another injury would be disappointing. Um, and Carlton could not do with that at the moment. I've got a couple of um yeah. things I want to say about about the West Coast Eagles. Oh, same. Do you, do you why don't you go first, and oh. then I'll whatever you, you haven't right. said, I'll, I'll I'll ping in the end. Yeah, so, cool. So West go. Coast Eagles, they are sitting on top of the ladder. Incredible. Yep, very incredible. But who have they beaten? Let's. I'm not bagging them. You can only beat the competition that's in front of you. But aside from Geelong, they lost to. Why do Sydney. we say Geelong like LeBron? LeBron, because well, they're never out of the game. That's why. Like LeBron, doesn't matter how old they are. That is true. Um, yeah. So look, they've got. I'm not not writing them off or anything like that. But no, let's no, just yeah. just put things in check and perspective here. They have beaten the teams that they should beat because on paper they have got a better list and they've beaten young teams that are struggling. Um, Sydney beat them at home. Concern. And what was the other? There was another one uh, more recently that uh, they struggled with. West Coast. Yeah, West Coast. Oh. Well, they beat the Dogs. Well, so the last game, so they just they they beat Carlton. Time before that, they beat Jeter, uh, Gold Coast Suns at home. Um, the one before that, they beat Geelong at home. Before that, West Coast Eagles, uh, they beat Dogs at Etihad Stadium. And then round one, they lost Sydney at home. Oh, so it's, yeah, so I mean... Not a travel. Co- but, not not yeah. a travel. And um, look, they're, they're looking good. They've, their midfield is very, very good. But How good again, is Yo? Yeah, yeah, Jesus. yeah and Gaff um, looking both... Um, very impressive t- players. Um, Nick Nat's only going to get better, as we've said, week in, week out. My concern is that they um, didn't beat up on a uh, undermanned and young Carlton team the way they should have, and that is pretty disappointing for a team that um, sitting on top of the ladder. They should have really proved a point, but they didn't. All they proved was that they're going to struggle in Melbourne again. Yeah, I mean, look, the, can I say one other thing about Gaff? I know you just spoke about him, but tell you what, it actually looks like Gaff can see two to three moves ahead. Like, that, the way he reads the game, you know, people talk about footy smarts. Tell oh, you what, yeah. that guy, like, yeah. I just watched him a couple of times. Like, Because I, I knew you'd watched a lot of the game, so I thought, oh, I might watch a couple of other aspects. Just players. Players. Just to sort of see... Very, you know, just a couple of specifics of players that I like because I knew you kind of had a pretty close overview. And is it also because wow. he's a potential trade? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. So I've, I've, <laughs> written, I've written down here, I've written down in my list, I've written Gaff Hot Property. Oh, looks, yeah. Looks like he's two moves ahead, reads the play so, so well. I oh, wrote he's, down. Yeah, he's a star. <laughs> he's and, a freak. And, oh, please come um, to Richmond, Richmond. Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of clubs lining up for his signature. No, well, look, any, any club would, would love him. He's a fantastic player. Yeah, West Coast is going to have to throw a good package at him to, for him to stay because he's a Melbourne boy. Apparently, they've got a bit of room in the cap. They so. do, yeah, absolutely, and I wouldn't be and wouldn't surprise me if he stays. But they they're going to have to give him a good offer because he's going to get a lot of good offers thrown at him. And look, just quickly talking about Shoei that as well. There's more for all the people uh, supporters out there who've got players on their list that um, are free agents. Blah blah blah. Guess what? Most likely going to wait till the end of the year to make a decision so they can get 
all in front of them to make that choice. Yeah, it's it's a professional sport now. They're not going to just go, oh, yep, I'm going to do it. So just look, you'll the team will do what there's. You're going to see it a lot more. Yeah, no, that's the way it is. Become like Americans. So yeah, just relax about it. Enjoy the footy while you've got it, because guess what? Sometimes they just turn around and get your flag before they go off to another team. Well, West Coast look really good. I mean, yeah. I, I know what you're saying, and I get your point yeah. about oh. they haven't beaten too many big teams. And I know they got the, the Derby Derby next, and I know there's going to be a lot of you know mixed things that will happen in time. But, look, I, I, they're, probably what got they're a good side. They're oh, clearly a good they side. Are. They're clearly better than we rated them. Oh, uh, and no and we rated them higher than a lot of people did. I think we both had them like not that far off the eight. Whereas oh. there was some, I saw some people put him at 16th and 17th. No, they didn't know that, that bad. No, I definitely no, didn't think they were about that much. Some, some that, you know, the Optus stadium had to blow up for that to happen. And look, now they're in a prime position. They've won, like, they're four and one. And they've probably got, what, eight or nine more games at, yeah. in Perth. So they win seven of them. That's his 13 wins. So a couple of other... Um, so they're probably yeah, exactly. finals bound. No, you're right. Yeah. Can I just make one other point before we move on to the next game? There was, and again, because I knew you'd watch the game and, and had a pretty good read on it, I was looking at sort of more obtuse yeah, things. It's good. I wrote down still sometimes where West Coast didn't structure up for the G. So there was a couple of times that I noticed where West Coast got exposed with the size of the G. Yep. And that is a bit of a concern. I, I guarantee Simpson and the, you know the rest of his crew would have looked at a few of those and thought, ooh. There's that split there. There's that open zone there. There's this. There's that. I, look, I, it's not a massive concern, but when it gets towards finals, and I think West Coast are pretty... Uh, not definite, but I think they're a very serious chance to make finals now because they're winning a bunch of these games away. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, that, that's good. that's when it's going to start to become more of a concern. But obviously a long, long, long way to go. It is a long And way. they've got plenty of time to correct that. But at the same time, I did notice it, and I didn't hear anyone talk about it. So I noticed a couple of times where there was a few, few times where Just the, the width, Blues, well, the, the width, width the, the width or? especially. So, the, so the Blues would 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 sort of switch out to the wing and just make them spread and make them spread and then sort of spread way out to one side and then carry it across one, two, three and then score and then spread, spread, spread. So it spread one way and then spread the other way. Spread one way and spread the other way. So there was a few times where they it, almost d- dimensional, you know, they were just sort of a bit thrown by it all. But yeah, it wasn't like it was horrendous and they, they, they still won the game, but I, I did notice a little bit of that. But... Anyway, look, I think in terms of Carlton, good signs. They were clearly way, way better. I thought McKay was great. Uh, you know, as, as we said with a bunch of the Blues, they were really impressive. Cripps had a blinder. But, um, you know, Eagles, just enough depth and just too strong. Yeah. So, and just one, other, one, please, other, no, no. Just one more concern yep. for West Coast is, again, they're two key forwards. One goal between them. Darling and Kennedy still do not know how to, to perform. Lacroix was three. better. I but wrote Lacroix more consistent. Oh, he was super and really good to see. Darling's again. a concern. I've said this. Is he going to be a liability in finals again? Let's be honest. Yeah. That's what we partly we said we'd do that with the podcast. I mean, that, that that's the reality. It, it is a concern. Yeah. So anyway, let, let's anyway, keep moving. Move we, on to the next game. A couple of games to go. So we have Port Adelaide and Geelong next. Uh, so Port Adelaide lost fifty to eighty four to Geelong at Adelaide Oval. And we picked this for the upset game. We picked it for the upset game. We also, well, I mean, look, we did. We I sort of probably jumped off Geelong a little bit too early. I thought Port would be a lot better at home. I was really Same. disappointed in them, especially in the second half. 
Um, if you looked at this score and you hadn't seen the game 50 to 84, you think, oh, yeah, Geelong 34 points. They um, you know, had serious control over the game. But the, the reality is, so go through the, the quarters, you know, 1-2, 3-2, 4-4, 5-7, 7-5, 8-10, 7-8, 3-4, 5-6, 7-9, 10-11, 11-12, 13-14, 14-15, 15-16, 15-17, 15-18, 15-19, 15-20, 15-21, 15-22, 15-23, 15-24, 15-25, 15-26, 15-27, 15-28, 15-29, 15-30, 15-31, 15-32, 15-33, 15-34, 15-35, 15-36, 15-37, 15-38, 15-39, 15-40, 15-41, 15-42, 15-43, 15-44, 15-45, 15-46, 15-47, 15-48, 15-49, 15-50, 15-51, 15-52, 15-53, 15-54, 15-55, 15-56, 15-57, 15-58, 15-59, 15-60, 15-61, 15-62, 15-63, 15-64, 15-65, 15-66, 15-67, 15-68, 15-69, 15-70, 15-71, 15-72, 15-73, 15-74, 15-75, 15-76, 15-77, 15-78, 15-79, 15-80, 15-81, 15-82, 15-83, 15-84, 15-85, 15-86, 15-87, 15-88, 15-89, 15-90, 15-91, 15-92, 15-93, 15-94, 15-95, 15-96, 15-97, 15-98, 15-99, 15-100, 15-101, 15-102, 15-103, 15-104, 15-105, 15-106, 15-107, 15-108, 15-109, 15-110, 15-111, 15-112, 15-113, 15-114, 15-115, 15-116, 15-117, 15-118, 15-119, 15-120, 15-121, 15-122, 15-123, 15-124, 15-125, 15-126, 15-127, 15-128, 15-129, 15-130, 15-131, 15-132, 15-133, 15-134, 15-135, 15-136, 15-137, 15-138, 15-139, 15-140, 15-141, 15-142, 15-143, 15-144, 15-145, 15-146, 15-147, 15-148, 15-149, 15-151, 15-152, 15-153, 15-154, 15-155, 15-156, 15-157, 15-158, 15-159, 15-160, 15-170, 15-171, 15-172, 15-173, 15-174, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 15-175, 
inwards uh, a teammate to to see what he can do to actually have an influence on the game. And yeah, and I agree. He and he was good. He gets paid way too much money, and he's very very good. We saw how good. Dixon can be last year, um, and without Paddy Ryder, he, he does need to lift in that in that. I want to see more from him. I want to see. I mean, he's got a good engine. He's a massive unit. Yeah. I just want to see more from him. Um, you know, we can go into a bit more of Port Adelaide um, before we get into the whole Lindsay Thomas thing. I um, I thought Ollie Wines was really good. You know, he tried and tried. Um, you know, Harlot had that you know massive thing where he you know bled from every orifice, and then he kind yeah. of came back and you know. Tried. I thought Motlop was awful. Let's be fair. Um, he was pretty bad against his old crowd. Um, let's get into the whole, you know, MRP thing. We'll talk a lot more about the MRP in the the, the next episode, looking at um, round six, because that that you know directly affects it all. Yeah. Because there's so many potential outs. Just before we go into this, I've, Please, got, a heat no, no. Che- I've got a heat checker for this one. Um, it's uh, Sam Angola. Yep. So a bit of a journeyman. Uh, was on Hawthorne and West Coast list, I think it was. Yeah. Hawthorne and definitely someone else's. Right. Yeah, yeah. um, again, just uh, another bow in the, the Geelong midfield that um, just keep finding him, can mate. get um, off the leash a little bit. And he did on the, on the weekend. He had 27 disposals at 70% efficiency. Uh, kicked a goal. Had eight score involvement, so wowee. Um, and then also uh, was still pressure in there, had a, a few tackles, seven in total, two of them inside 50, and uh, topped it off with five clearances. So mm. very all-round performance there from Sam and Agola. So look, they've got uh, they got depth through that midfield, which we talked about earlier in the season, but I don't think we mentioned that name. So uh, if, you're, if I was an opposition coach, I'd be keeping an eye on him. Um, and Mitch Duncan, as Mitch gets a bit more game time under his belt. And that's the thing, and he's really well. He's lifted since Guthrie and um, you know Ablett have been out. Mm. He's really kind of stepped up, which is super impressive. So let's kind of you know talk about the elephant in the room a little bit with Thomas and um, Scott Selwood. I heard a few people say it was you know Joel, but no, it was actually Scott. It was got, Scott that got they got hit, and then he nearly killed. Um, I wrote it down. Uh, there was another. Um, so t- Thomas, there it is. So I wrote down in my notes. Thomas Lindsay, that is Thomas. Lindsay Thomas. Thomas thinks the bump isn't dead. Tries to kill poor Jack Henry. I wrote that in my notes because he nearly tried. Jack, Jack, poor little Jack Henry. He's only like what is he? Twenty years five old. Nine, two. Two, two years old. <laughs> he nearly murdered this kid about five minutes after he, you know, nearly murdered um, Scott Selwood. Look, he. he I think. Look, we, we actually, ironically, when we talked about the the in the if you listen back to our preseason review, we actually did say that Lindsay Thomas is a massive liability, and it's so funny. The first time he comes back in his game, he tries to bump two people, and one of them he, he gets a he's straight to the tribunal, and the second one he was super lucky to get off because if that been another inch forward, he would have killed him. Pretty sure we so, t- pretty sure we tweeted Lindsay in Port can't win. You wrote that. <laughs> It was so funny how you wrote that. Oh, oh, oh he's, he's a massive liability and proves that he's just mentally not stable for AFL anymore. I think the thing is he's just not... He, he's got the skills. He doesn't have the skills. Not but anymore, four, he did. Four, did, but not... In terms of what he tries to do and how physical he wants to play the game, I don't know whether the poor people said, oh, I want you to really physically impose yourself on the game and, you know, he tried to do it. He's but about as big as me. This is a, And that's the thing. I, you know, I saw Grant Thomas, you know, say, oh, he plays like he's from the 90s. And I get that point. But the other thing, and th- yeah, and that's a good point you make there. And it's funny you said that. I knew you would think the same thing because I replied and said, "Well, not just that, but he plays like he's three to four centimeters taller. Like that's the thing. He plays like he's big enough to be able yeah. to, you know, inflect these bumps at a shoulder height. But half the time, like he goes so low and he lifts his elbow so high, he ends up just clipping them in the head. 
So it's yeah, it's. I mean, he, yeah. I, I, I will he play his last game for Port? That's who, it. Who knows? I reckon if they've got enough depth, I mean, I, I doubt they're going to gonna bring that him again. again. It was pretty awkward afterwards, you know. I think I, the, the, I put on Instagram. It was so funny. Again, I saw no one cover this, but on the, on the Instagram, I saw um, even the port bench were like, "What the hell is wrong with you? You're trying to kill somebody!" Like they were all like, "What the hell?" Like, and after, see the th- thing crazy? is after, and he didn't get cited on his second action after that. He punched. No, him. he did. He, he gets. He got no, not no. Yeah, he got cited, but it, they, they ended up saying it was wasn't enough contact and stuff. But punch him in the head. Yeah, clear, clearly dodgy as. So. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Um, um, mate, of... oh, look, you go. Sorry, Ken Inkley's going to be very frustrated by that. Yeah, because he probably you just brought him back in. Yeah, Olive Branch, I think too. Yeah. Um, all right, we've got you over to Port Adelaide. Better give you a run. Here's your chance. Go and do something. And keep to goal. Don't kill anyone. Good on. But he went out and yeah, frustration gets to every player. But most players know how to hold it. And he's a senior player. He should know better than that. And really, if you're going to target anyone at Geelong, don't target a Selwood. He's got a brother who'll kill you. And he did. And he did. Well, he went over there and basically yeah. jumper punched him in the head, and, and he ended up getting a um, a week for it. Yeah, whether weird. Geelong challenged that or not, we're not. And sure I don't yet. know what f- footage commentators on television are watching. They were going, "Oh, I don't know if he punched him in the head." Are you serious? He grabbed his jumper. It was like clear as day. Like, yeah. I just don't understand it's why. Clearly he there. I don't know whether they're just saying it just to oh make some dr- more drama out of it. He grabbed the jumper and put the jumper to the player's throat. It wasn't a hit to the head. It wasn't even close. Um, Joel Selwood is a hothead, but he's also intelligent. He wouldn't just go and punch someone in the head. No. As much as most players probably want to do it to Lindsay. What did you think about uh, the Port fans booing Selwood when he got the Anzac medal? Rats. (laughs) Rats. I think it's pretty dog. Like, to be fair. Horrible. Horrible. So, okay. What are they going to support? Any of those people in the crowd. Okay. I will. I'll run past your brother. And put my elbow out and strike him in the head and knock that and knock your brother out. How are you going to react? Yeah, look. Do you know it's... what I mean? To, but to be fair, though, do you agree? Like, I'm, if I'm going to like seriously injure a, a relative of yours, I don't know. I thought that was pretty pretty poor. I thought well, this is the reason most. This is the reason so many non-power supporters dislike Port Adelaide. It's not the players. No, it's their crowd. Unbelievable. So this is the second most disgusting thing in the last few years after the attack on Clarko that's ever happened. Here we go. The Hawthorne comes Well, it was horrible. But no, no. I think it was poor. I I don't disagree. Sorry. Was there anyone on Port Adelaide's team that was better than Joel Selwood on the night? No. Was there anyone on the Geelong side that was better than Joel on the night? Menegola, maybe. Maybe, but yeah. Were you going to boo him as well? Menegola. No, I just—it's just bad for football. I don't like booing at football. It's poor, anyway, yeah. it's just suck it up. Your team was shit on the night. So remind me to it. talk about Hartung and booing in the in the north. Um, oh, I wasn't happy Hawthorne with that game. either. No, I've got. We'll talk about that in a minute. Just before we pass off this game, though, I want to talk about something else and something I want to highlight. So we're going to bring in a little bit of a. We don't do segments here, but we do do sort of little things here and there. I want to bring in a new thing called big picture. Big picture. Big picture. Large picture. Right. I have a concern with Port Adelaide's fourth quarters. So if you go back through their round so far, so now I've got a little bit of a sample size. Yep. So round one, beat Freo. Yeah? 50 points. Good win. Round two, they beat Sydney over there. Great win. And they closed that off really well. Now, I want to talk about fourth quarters for Port Adelaide. So third, the uh, sorry, round three against Brisbane. Right? So let's, let's just have a look at their fourth quarter. No score. No score. So third quarter for Port Adelaide in round three, which was Brisbane. 
They had 14-8 and then 14-13. Yep, that's mm, concerning. Donuts, yep. So let's let's keep moving. So next game, we've got SNN versus Port. So I had a look at this through the week. Yep. SNN versus Port Adelaide, 106-84. SNN beat them. Let's have a look. So we'll have a look at their uh, scores. You got them up there? Yeah, they kicked four. They kicked four that day. They were better. But, but, they, were, but they were dirt through most of the, the third quarter through that game. So SNN. So exactly, a... that style of game, but they were slow, and, and they still they, they were really inaccurate through that game. They kicked four points in that final quarter, so that was poor. So again, down in that fourth, let's have a look at the game just gone, right? Last game, seven goals five, seven goals eight. No goal again. So in three rounds of football, so in three last, three last quarter, you bring it home. they have kicked four goals. Yeah, it's a that's massive not gonna, you're concern. Not gonna, yeah, you're not going to win games like and, that. And this is why we do a long form podcast because we can talk about stuff like this. And I didn't, again, didn't see, I didn't see any of this mentioned. And again, that is a serious concern. Finals teams finish significantly better than that. That is a serious concern. Yep. So I just wanted to raise that. We're not going to see. We, we were talking about the bad and bring out the bad and all that sort of stuff. We're not going to do so much bad stuff because we don't want to be a reactionary well, podcast. If- and the reality is. Look, this season is so even. It you know normally it's like oh you know by round six and round seven most of the eights already settled. That's it, probably not going to be the case. Yeah, would you agree? Absolutely. And just just to further that point, no, no. even in round one, their big win against Frio, they only kicked two goals in the final quarter of that game as well. What did I say? Fourth quarter, Port. Yeah, Port. And that's only going to get worse as the year goes on. You would think because they're well, going to get the the reality is we, we have we overrated this team. Because the, the, uh, not yet to write. I'm, I'm not going to write them off just yet. It's but, early, but still, it's a concern. Yeah, it'd be concern, and, and probably looking at lower in the top eight than where I originally, originally had them, which was top ladder. You had them a little bit higher. Yeah, had them uh, high. very briefly as well. Kelly for Geelong is becoming an out and out star. Wow, we is he that leading, guy? Is he leading the wow? Um, He's got to be favourite for the uh, rising, rising star. He's favourite for any middle he can get. He he is fantastic. Yeah, he's probably I, got I about, love Kelly. Probably got about three or four Brownlow votes already in his first season. Possibly. He, he is he's a fantastic good. player. Bro- I mean, brought in some um, huge injection of youth and pace. And, I love him. And silky skills. Yeah, and the wow. reality is, you know, they, they you know they had Cockatoo for those sort of, you know, pace type. But he's been out and then Kelly comes in. He's and taken on the, uh, the Kelly name of, uh, well, he's not a relative. But Kelly by old, name. Kelly, Kelly by name. Sure. Geelong, yeah, yeah, by Geelong, yeah, Freaks. definitely. So let's keep moving because we could really get in further to the game. We we did deep dive a little bit, but um, we are so we are gonna. We had a couple of people ask us during the week. We are gonna do kind of overall where everybody's at updates. We really wanted to wait at least a little bit into the season, especially in this season because it is so even. Just. So it's the first time since '97 that no one's had a run at it. So we didn't get a chance to speak about this last week, which seems ridiculous because we talked for so long. But last week, the reason I tipped Port Adelaide to beat Essendon was I knew it off the top of my head. It's got to be a while since no one's had a full run at it, and it has 21 years. 21 Since years. someone's had a proper run and won four or five in a row and really kind of pushed along. So it is an incredible year, but we, we will do an update soon. Um, we'll record an episode. Maybe we do that next week and do sort of where everybody's at. But nah. Um, nah, we'll see how we go. I'm I mean, look, sorry, I'm just looking ahead so to the to rounds do, ahead. It's, and, it's so difficult, and None of the rounds look like they're going to be uh, opening up. Belters. Yeah, so it could really keep going. We might have to wait until the, the start of maybe those even, rounds. Maybe even mid-year. 
Yeah. Let's get anyway, moving. We'll keep so, moving on. Uh, Fremantle. A couple of really good games to talk about. Oh, still. wow. So, Fremantle, Dogs. So, you take the lead on this one. You watched a lot yeah, of this game. This... So, Fremantle 108 to Dogs 54. Fremantle won by 54. Take it away. Yeah, so because this, this game was played um, at night as well. So, Trent watched the Port Cats game and I um, flicked over to the Dockers. Dogs, and I'm really glad that I did too because while the scoreline doesn't suggest it was a good game, it actually was a really entertaining game to watch. Um, look, the Dockers uh, look irresistible over there and we'll probably see uh, what West Coast are really made of um, this weekend. We'll talk about that um, mm. in the next episode. But uh, look, they uh, they stood up. They're a different team when they're at home, uh, Fremantle. Uh, it's been Heavily um, talked about how many games they've got. They've got 13 there this year, and that's a big, big number and probably puts them in the box seat to be playing finals later this year. But the takeouts, um, Walters, he is, he's he's got to be on his way to All-Australian this year if he continues that form. He was just uh, irresistible, very silky, knows how to read the play well. Um, Cam McCarthy again starting to show Quality, some, yeah. starting to show some real signs, and this is on the back of losing Tabernacle quite early. Um, he looked uh, ominous anyway from the start, and uh, the doggies are probably lucky he didn't play um, for three quarters of the game. Um, and and obviously the uh, the the two big ones, uh, Fife um, with his forty three touches and like about 40 of them were animal. contested. I've written down in my notes Fife Animal. Yeah and, and Sandaland's just dominated in the middle um, not like he did like two or three years ago but he still had 52 t- uh, taps so um, yeah overall very impressive um, Walters was good too? Yeah that's what I was talking about first of all. Sorry yeah, yeah Walters, Walters yeah well. very very classy and to think they've still got not Bradley Walter, Hill. sorry Ballantyne Bradley Hill still to come yeah. into that side so they, um, they look they, good they the look doctors. really good um Look, nothing, uh, nothing really bad to say about um, the doggies. They didn't play bad football. They just weren't as good as um, the Dockers on the night, especially considering, um, yeah, one uh, Nat Five. I mean, um, what are you, forty-three a goal again? He's got to be right up there for the um, in Brownlow contention. Sure. Um, and and uh, a number of other awards, but obviously he knows it's not about Brownlow. So he wants to win the flag, and I'm not saying that they're. A flag contender just yet. I think they're going to retry for it. But they're definitely on their way to play, final, yeah. play finals again. And um, there's a lot to like about the uh, the Purple Army. And I don't know whether it's got to, got to do with um, them playing Prince every time they're there. A bit of Purple Rain. Um, and, but they've, they've, they're the team. They're that, a lot better. They, for me, of the two WA sides, have made the new Optus Stadium more of a fortress yeah. than West Coast so far. So far. So, yeah, look... Um, Materius just sat into that, fit into that team really well. He was a lively, only kicked one goal. But um, yeah, your mate Ballantyne, the little pest. Yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was good all game. But again, one, two, three, four, five, six, sure was okay. seven, eight, nine goal scorers. Yeah. So help, helps when you have got a spread of nine. And that's what you need. You need that nice spread. I mean, to be honest, the big thing I took out of this as well is I tell you, what, I know you know it's not necessarily about the game, but I tell you what, this sets it up for a massive derby. Oh, or derby. huge! Yeah, absolutely. The derby dub. I mean, this looks. This is a massive yeah. game next week, so I can't wait to talk about that. But yeah, look, Sandy. I mean, clearly, Sandy dominated the ruck. You know, I mean, 
you, you look through the lines and Freya was such a beautiful team performance. Fife was obviously animalistic, but aside from Mundy him, had know, 21 on the goal as Mundy well. was solid, you know. Like, I, I think they, they look good, you know. They, they've got some really solid kids and they've got some really nice experience. And it, it, this, they, I mean, look, they, they could be a serious chance for the eight. I, I genuinely think Fremantle are right in the mix for this. They are, oh, they could be in it up to their ears. Scored 100 could, points again. As you said, you know, earlier off air, how many games have Freya got at home? 13. A lot. Yeah, so 13. they if they win most of those games and win a couple away, that that's the there's your finals. Yeah, and we've so. already seen that they're going to be more competitive away. They they did take it up to the Giants a few weeks ago. So yeah, but um, look, it's it is what it is. Um, it's always going to be hard for any team to travel over west. And so do you want to pivot to the dogs? Yeah, what, what did you think of the dogs? Uh, look, they they were competitive, and I think it's unfortunate the the scoreline was as big of a blowout as it was they definitely were much closer um in the contest it was really good to see Boyd um in his comeback um he was very serviceable Bont is starting to um uh, recapture consistent good form yeah um English uh learned a lot from the week before and he's, he was a bit down but he, he still looks really good they get Rough tough head against Sandlands. Yeah, tough against Sandlands. Um, obviously, massive yeah, massive <laughs> unit. No, knows the game pretty well. He would have been fairly uh, large man. Yeah, it would have been um, Ali. Pretty intimidating. Ali up against um, I don't know Costuzzi or something. Some bloke <laughs> on the side of the road. But yeah, no. yeah, and the this, if it was if it was in Melbourne, um, you say the dogs have the home ground advantage and all that type of stuff. But you wouldn't be disappointed from their effort. Um, but you never want to lose by. 50-odd points. It doesn't matter who it is. So that's the concern, is that they weren't able to stay in touch on the scoreboard um, for three out of the four quarters. Um, that's the biggest concern I'd have. Did something... If I was, um, and the, the coaching staff at the Dogs, 54 points is not enough. Did Suckley manage to hit many targets? I didn't see too much of this game. Um, Suckers, yeah, he's... He's still a very elite kicker of the ball. Um, I don't know whether he's being played out of position or not. Um, they try and forward, they try and back. I, I honestly don't know where the best bet spot for him is. At the moment, though, they don't have too many choices. They've got a pretty big injury list as well. To say the least. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, look, good game. But, yeah, I mean, I think... I, I don't know what it was. I, I was really confident on Fremantle winning this game. I saw so many punters tip the dogs. Did you see this during the week? There were a lot of people tip the dogs. I, I thought you had the dogs. I thought you no, tipped I tipped the dogs. No, okay. I, I, I tipped Freya. No, I said Freya will well. win this yeah. game. I said yeah, that I in the last Freya. episode. Yeah. Both of us said Fremantle. We I didn't, didn't, we didn't go against each other with this game. No, it's... um. Yeah, no, I, I was never... Con- because it was good. Because it was over there. And um, and I'm more and more going to be... I'm going to be more and more confident of every Fremantle home game to tip them. Young uh, Ed Richards signed during the week. He had an all right game. He's, he's a good player, so... Is was... she talking about young players? I didn't even notice. And I didn't realise this. We talked about it before we started doing the podcast about um, draftees... Um, Resigning, and mm. we were sort of half right. So, um, a lot of these draftees from this the last year's batch have all done extensions by one year. They can't initially get more than a two year contract when they get signed, but apparently, there's some loophole once the season starts or within X amount of weeks of the season, they can um, re sign. Really? Them. Yeah, so, so Rainer, like I said to you, sorry, yeah, so he's yeah, got, right. so he's got, a, he's, got, right. he's there till 2020. So, a lot of these players or uh, teams are already re signing those extensions to these young players, and the young players are going, yep, doing it, which is 
fantastic for your Brisbane's, your um, Gold Coast, and all these you teams. Go. You yeah. get all these teams that are trying yeah. to get get up and be successful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's good to douche and turds. Yeah, douche and turds. Um, <laughs> let's get into the next game. So North and the Hawks. So good game actually. In the end. We uh, stuffed this one again up for your tips. Apologies. This yep. was, uh, although to be fair, you were very, very uh, unsure about tipping Hawthorne. So this was no- ninety-eight. Well, in the end, North Melbourne ninety-eight to Hawthorne Hawks seventy. So wow, we not a bad game. Twenty-eight win by the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Yep. Probably the best first half, uh... nearly by any side. Yeah, and they from north. Yeah, and probably should have been a few more goals in front. Wow. To be honest, yeah. So, so being, they kicked eleven. Half time, eleven goals, nine to three goals. So oh. twenty scoring shots to three against what had been the second most def- uh, offensive team in the comp. But I didn't know until the game started that the the ruse most stingy team in the comp and they continue to be so they've got a cracking back line well, they're um, one of the led best. by so they uh, were number Tarrant. one in defence we were going to talk about this yeah. last week and we ran out of time and it's bloody hell it proved right yeah. so um, look yeah all hats off to North they um, go in with a game plan and executed it extremely well it was the first time in the years that they've been able to do this again at Tall Hawthorne they've been their hoodoo team for a number of years so they got that one off their bat Um Suffocated uh, Hawthorne in the middle. Goldie was outstanding. He was yeah. clearly the best player on the ground for me right throughout. He really? was, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, he, he dominated. If they if they could have nullified his influence, which McAvoy finally Actually, started to do, he was pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he just he may not have been dominating like he was four years ago. I'm talking. He just he got the ball down to his midfield teammates where they wanted it countless amount of times. They didn't even have to fight for the ball. He just put it into the right position time and time again that North just dominated clearances. Um, and, yeah, though it's uh, it was a frustrating game to watch as a Hawthorne supporter, but as an AFL supporter, um, you sit back and you, and you start to analyse the game a little bit. And um, the concern for me is that um, North Melbourne almost lost the game in one quarter. Yeah. So if I was an all supporter, I, I wouldn't be jumping up and down third. too too much because they, they literally stopped, um, and that would be a concern. Well, so On the they, flip stopped side, their, they stopped their. They stopped Well, firstly, two things with that. So firstly, North looked very fatigued. Yeah. In the back end of the game, I wrote that note down. The second thing I wrote down was North stopped playing risk. So yeah. they, the the play on at all costs type of style, they just stopped. Yeah. So there were eleven goals, nine at. Um, quarter at half, and they finished with 14 14. So they only kicked three wow. more goals. Um, so it was really the classic game of two halves type scenario. But to their credit, Richard Hawthorne, Star. well, Hawthorne just came at them, came at them, came at them, and yeah. their defense was able to withstand that onslaught um, like nothing I'd seen in football for a long, long time. And we go to the stats, we talked about them in a couple of games earlier about they the inside. Hey? So Inside 50s, 48 to 52. So Hawthorne had four more, considering we only kicked three goals in one half of football. But this is the inefficiency inside. 58% to North, 29% to Hawthorne. So, um, yeah, 
15 scoring shots from 52 entries and just not going to win you the game of football, even if you are accurate. So, look, North Melbourne, we're, um, you're going to be a team that will contest all year. But unfortunately, I'm taking this round with a grain of salt. I don't think... I think what the, I saw in that game will pan out for the rest of the year. I think the start of the year is going to be huge for them. Yeah. And then they will taper off because they are very young. And But don't get and me wrong. And there's a real split between it. Yeah. I think, though, if they can hold that team together, they're going to be a very, very good team for a number of years to come. So, I mean, a few things for me. Let's, we'll start with North and kind of continue yeah. from where you're going. I mean, Dor looks more and more comfortable in defence. He was super. Which is really exciting to see. Um, you know, North Melbourne were really making it hard for the forwards to move forward. So by that I mean, you know, they were really, really good at peeling off. They were really making it difficult for the forwards to sort of, you know, really kind of, you know, encourage these massive leads. Um, you know, I know they fatigued towards the back end of the game, but they, I mean, they were still pretty good. Two major things for me. Number one, Ben Brown is elite. Ben Brown is yeah. clearly an elite forward and clearly top three forwards in the game right now. So yep. if right now you're picking a forward line, you'd pretty much have to pick him. So he, he is unbelievable. Very few players can mark at the height that he can mark it at. He marks it at a perfect height. He is so accurate. He's got a great kicking action. He's fantastic. Sorry. You yeah, no, just as, I think we saw the Premier key and Premier small forward in action in that game at either end because I think Luke Bruce is the premier small forward in the comp at the moment as well. Kicked four, five goals again. Um, And I think think that between those two, they kicked 10 goals, one or something. Isaac Smith was really, really good. He's run far out. Yeah, no, there was one good Hawthorne player for four quarters and the rest of them played one good quarter. I'm not going to be bashful about that they played one good quarter of football all of them so one one more north uh point before we move into hawthorne i want to give uh, ben jacobs a bit of air here this guy has taken some serious scalps as a tagger so last week hawthorne against melbourne so a bit of you know backward step here hawthorne um you know when they played melbourne jones as we spoke about earlier we went into you know real depth about with Mitchell, you know, there was a 25-possession game, right? Let's have a look at Mitchell for this game. So, Jacobs is a joke. He had 19 at 70-odd percent. <laughs> 78%. For a player of that quality to rip them out of the game like that, Ben Jacobs, massive tick. He has already taken some decent scalps this year, and yeah. he is going to be... A freak of a player. That was one of the better tag games I've seen nearly since Lingy. That was so, so solid. Yep. I was really, really impressed with that. Um, but yeah, we've talk, we talked enough um, about North now. We wanted to give them obviously a, a fair due. Uh, Vickers Willis also sounds like Vickers Tiggers. Vickers One other Tiggers. point I had, which is a, yeah. sort of life of Brian. Um, Pull into Hawthorne, go. So, what, what, why, why? So, I mean, so, the, look... At one stage, so there was 92% of the game in the third quarter was played in, in Hawthorne's forward. So, they, you know, the third quarter, they were clearly outstanding. Why, how and why, what happened early on What for, from a Hawthorne perspective? Why did it drop off? Uh, look, maybe they went in with big heads. Um... Do they think this was an easy game? Possibly, uh, teams have been known to, to be like that. But I'm just going to soft on it. Yeah, I'm just going to read out a couple of 
This is this is why Hawthorne could not win the game. McMillan, Tarrant, Thompson, all backmen. Jamie McMillan, twenty disposals at ninety five percent efficiency. Well, Robbie Tarrant, yeah, Tarrant twenty was... touches, eighty percent efficiency. <laughs> he was excellent. Yeah. Scott D. Thompson, twenty touches, ninety five percent efficiency. Mm. So you've got three key backs, gun backs, that can constantly take their opponent out of the game. Um, and I'm going to bring this sledgehammer out on a big name Hawthorne player in a minute. Wow. Um, but when you've got defenders doing that, mate, the other t- opposition's got no chance. So uh, they were very, very, very good. Um, North, and yeah. and Cunnington was superb in the middle. He had 30 It's hard not to 90%. totally focus on North because, I mean, we, we both tipped Hawthorne reluctantly. We said it would be quite close. But I'm, I'm really happy that it looks like North are a lot closer to rebuilding than we thought. Yeah, like Which everyone really talks about Clarko and Hawthorne rebounding. Wait, hang on, how about Mate, Scotty and North? Yeah, it's only been a few years since they went back to back prelims. So. Is it is it the best game you've seen, uh, Brad Scott coach? It's got to be up there. I don't know because pretty good he, that first he, half. He said it was too. Incredible. But hang on, oh, sorry. How can the two teams? How can back to back team years go to? Prelim and this be the best game that they've ever. I, no, I don't disagree. Hawthorne aren't a juggernaut in Let's, the rebuild though. This is this has been impressive. I thought look, that he has definitely game. a coach, Clarko, absolutely. Um, and but I think the players just played better. I don't know if it was so much the coaching. He he he's getting the most out of his team. That's for sure. And um, uh, no, I think I just think the the, the big players, the senior more senior players, stood up. Um, and they've got some young talent there, and that. It's a bright future for North. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hawthorne, on the other hand, captain needs to be dropped and put into the VFL. Sorry, Ruffy, love you, but your form is shite. Well, yeah, apparently he's injury carrying a serious something. injury, yeah. Um, so, he needs to get his body right. Yeah, absolutely. Give him a rest. I don't no, I don't think any Hawthorne supporter is going to be disappointed if your captain happens to be underdone or injured. Dropping him, yeah, I know he's got this spiritual leadership about him and everything that's gone on with his health. And it's it's horses for courses, though, in AFL. Clark has mm. been ruthless with everybody else. Um, he He's struggling to get his hands on the ball. He's struggling to take a mark inside f- the forward 50. And I honestly think that's having a massive effect from the top down. He's the leader. If he's not performing well, it leans onto the, all the young players that are coming through. So... Um, I think it's time, if not this week, the week after for Ruffy, if he doesn't have a big game, like Tex did on the weekend, to give him a spell. Yeah, I mean, we watched... The other thing, too, I think why you've been quite strong as well, is you and I went to the Geelong uh, Hawthorne game, which was, you know, a little while ago now, and and we were like, wow, he's clearly holding something. The way he runs out, especially out to his left, I noticed a few times on that step, yeah, there's something, I don't know, something. I, something in that maybe calf or... Even when you watch him go know, into there's the... something, even on the telly, there's, he just he Watch just him go into the off. middle of the ground for the uh, yeah. the coin uh, toss, and yeah, I was like, hang on, is that a limp or what's it's going something on? something in so, there, yeah. Um, yeah, not, not ideal and... Yeah, big call, but fair call. But sometimes you just gotta, you got to do it. Um, and Hawthorne have been known to do it for any player so yeah disappointing um hopefully it's a good reality check um and it puts some people um back in their place about where Hawthorne really are uh, which is about yeah. mid-run 
Well, still, pro- pro- probably, yeah. And oh. North have got a massive challenge next week against Port Adelaide lose, at home, but who knows? Maybe when you lose Pio- they'll like their chances. When you lose Piopolo Rioli, you've already, without Virgil and Burgoyne, um, I think the way we structure up as a team, we need two ruck. And as soon as Segler is is good and ready for AFL football, I think you'll see him return and we'll play with dual rucks because it just helps um, relieve some forward pressure and some defensive pressure with having a big, big body down at either end. But that's my say, and I'm no, not no, a coach, so... It's fair enough, but all credit to North. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think we cracking. did that evenly enough. I think we did that evenly enough. North were brilliant, um, but I, I, I wouldn't be jumping on their bandwagon about playing finals just yet because they got exposed in one quarter by a team that is thereabouts. They're not a Giants or a Richmond or any of these teams, I wouldn't think, at this stage. No. And and if one quarter of football you can lose a game potentially from, that that's concerning, just as concerning as giving up a 50-odd point lead in a half a game of football is. Yeah. We went on a few different angles with this round. I mean, I think, um, you know, where the game was won in the first game, Adelaide-Sydney, you know, cl- clearly pressure won that game. Bit harder to say with St Kilda GWS, you know. I, I think the, the the talent and, and the depth and and the you know maturity of Eagles got that done over the Blues. Um, you know Geelong, you know were able to absorb that pressure a lot better and take that physicality. You know Fremantle were just you know really really classy as we just spoke about before and and did what they did so well. And you know through this game where the game was won, I mean. I'll tell you what, like, you know, North were just so clean early. Like, that first half was such yeah. a beautiful half to watch. I'll tell you what, if, was, you, if you haven't seen much of North play this year, watch that just, first just half. watch that first half, honestly. Like, you'll see some serious ball uh, upside and ball, but upside to this what this team is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. They look good, honestly. Heaps of, heaps of pressure and it's just. Time so- to stop underrating North. They look good. Yeah, heaps of pressure and very clean possession. Yeah. They were, they were, they were all over. Yeah. Clean was all all how, what I wrote down a few times. Yeah. Next game uh, and last game for this preview, because we, we, so we just put up, uh, we the just Q recorded clash. an Anzac Day, the Q clash. So it was uh, nearly a draw, it, which we did. Uh, it was Brisbane Should Lions. Should have been a draw. Had Rainer just... Uh, Rainer kicked that one. Wow. So Brisbane Lions 71 to Gold Coast Suns 76. Just to address something right off the top, I said at the start, uh, previewing this game, that this was a little bit of douche versus turd. And I had a, a gentleman get a little bit upset. Can I say one thing that... If you've seen the South Park episode, douche versus turd, it, it's more that it's very difficult to pick between the two. So just just Google that and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. And if you did and watch guess the, what? We tipped a draw and it was one kick in it and wow. almost last kick within five seconds was a draw mm, button. Five points and to the Suns. Having said that, I did watch a fair chunk of this game. I watched it too today, yeah. And yes it was a close game, it was great viewing, but geez. They the skill yep. and poise is not quite Comedy there with of errors. Yeah, so Teams are about evenly matched, yeah. And, but I think they're away. Evenly way matched because they're both comedy of errors, yeah. Yeah, bit bit off the pace, um, but mm. lots lot lot to like. Lots probably to like. more probably more so with Brisbane because they're the young younger players, Hipwood, Rayner. They're the ones that really stepped up in that last quarter. Harsh with Rayner, like all the talk was he didn't kick that ball to get a draw, and it's like, well, you had a pretty all right game. Like, a bit harsh. Hang too. on, the fact that he was. There to to actually to do, it, do anyway. it. That says a lot about the guy. He, um, quality number yeah, one draft. He's got to be a star. And, um, but look, um, same like 
at the other end, Tom Lynch and um, Big Stevie Day, they 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 held both ends up for for Gold Coast. Day. Um, the lines were coming and coming and coming, forgotten and coming men. and coming and coming, and, coming and, and they coming. just uh, and they that that back line just held as strong as they could, lead to a couple of goals, but um, just before it uh, got too too close, um, Big Tommy Lynch went back and well. He gut ran a couple of amazing yeah. setups as well. He he, he is he's well, elite. I mean, everyone in Victoria is just yes, yes. Add another zero, please come. He is so good. Um, I mean, you know, Zorko had that sort of injury thing, and then he was back on, and then he didn't shake hands. And no, I don't want to really want to go into that. It's it is what it is. It's not good. But at least yeah. there's finally some promising sides for both Queensland teams. Yeah, at least Jeez. it was a decent game to, yeah. to say the degree as well. But how many did they get to that ground? It was more than the... Um, would have been more than the St. Kilda. I, I don't know the number, but it would have been more than the St. Kilda GWS game, that's yeah. for sure. So I actually wrote down in capital letters, got to keep May. Because, I mean, all yeah. the talk is Lynch, 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 as I just spoke about a minute ago. But tell you what, that guy... And the Gold Coast defence, in general, was it's really, fantastic. It's really, really good, yeah. So they can build from that. Um, I think, think Har- like the fact that they've been able to keep Harbrow um, yeah. up there has been um, really good for them. He He... Lot of skill, um, obviously, lots of nows, having had plenty of experience um, in AFL football. For me, you know, Miller was almost another heat check. Oh, that's the one I was mm. really, you know, I said to you before yep. we started recording, I had two. I don't know. I mean, you can almost give it to him, and he was fantastic. So, 21 disposals. You know, and that ridiculous mother at the end of the game was huge. was huge. Yeah, I mean that that was incredible. You know, so that that was one of the best mothers you've ever seen. So beautiful to watch. I mean, look for me. You know, going through both sides. Let, let's you know, we we spoke a bit about Brisbane, but look, we know with Brisbane, you know, they they're a good side, but I tell you what, they've got a long way to go. Um, there's they still need that spread of goal kickers. You know, they had sort of seven for the night. They, just need a few more to really step up. You know, we spoke on the... Um, I don't know how we got onto this on the um, Anzac episode, but we did speak a bit about Cameron being the um, recruit of the year, and I reckon he definitely is. Oh, because we were talking about um, Saad. Right, okay, yeah. yeah well, that would make sense. Um, Taylor, I thought, was good. Um, you know, McStay, oh, I quite rate it. Hopefully, McStay's up in Brisbane. Um, you know, there's some quality... <laughs> I like that. ...quality units up there. But, look, oh, yeah, they, they, they clearly... I mean, Hodge tried to sort of direct traffic and, and do what he did with Port Adelaide, but, you know, they're, they're, they're clearly going to struggle through the year. I mean, they're not going to, you know... I, I don't think Brisbane are all of a sudden going to turn no, around. No, I still think they re- games, they're so. going to rely too much on Hodge, Beams, Christensen, Zorko to get a lot of the work done um, across the board, which is fine, but those... or Hodge especially, he's not... At his peak anymore. He's, no, he's, yeah. he's, he's lost his run completely. Yeah, and so he was never a fast player. So. Very good if it's yeah. a slow game and he can, he, if he can mark up. The standstill game. Yeah. But look, he, he, he doesn't, nah, he, yeah. he doesn't uh, show away from taking some risks. So a couple of kicks out from the wing in, into the into the yeah. guts to, to open it up. He, he can still kick it, um, the old boy. But um, look, yeah, yeah some problems this time. But again, Fagan's not going to be happy that they lost this. He's and he, and he was, he's he was angry. really angry. Yeah. Um, I thought Beams was better back, but 
you know, yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, they've got all, it's going to be a couple of their mids have got to hit the scoreboard too, would be good to yeah, see. Absolutely. Um, I want to see a bit more from McCluggage as well. I thought he was good, but I, you know, I think he can do more. He's, he's capable his, of more. He's learning his trade still, though. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's the problem. You can't get too harsh. That's why we're not going to yeah, dive too deep. Because it, what are you gonna, I can't keep saying, we can't keep, this is the thing. So, you know, people complaining, you know, not, not so much with us, but you see a lot of people complaining with other podcasts. Oh, I didn't talk about my team enough. We're, we're really going to do bloody everything. But at the same time, you know, I can't spend 10 minutes now going through different lines and saying, oh, well, he's young. Next bloke. Oh, well, he's young. You know what I mean? Like, it sort of gets gets a bit arduous and it gets to the point where it's sort of, you know, we're saying the same thing. They're a super young side. They, I think they are going to be a good side. There's some serious upside with Brisbane. That Port yeah. Adelaide showed a lot. Game showed a lot. And this showed a lot. They really should have won in a lot of respects. Brisbane were, you know... Pretty um, ineffectual at times. They they really should have fixed this. Yeah, up. and the other th- another point about that is it was a very unskillful game. It wasn't there wasn't highlights here. It was a tight contested game, especially the last quarter. Yeah, I mean, really, GWS had control of it for the first three, um, to be honest. And um, yeah, Stewie Jew, who's um, probably probably a member of the Hops to Home because he. He looks like he's had a few cans. He's looking a little bit bigger than he did in 2008. Well, craft beer is quite healthy. I think he's been smashing VBs. Or, or 4X is probably up there. Maybe maybe he's maybe he's gone up there and he's just slamming forex. Maybe, but I'll tell you what. He thinks that's water up there. He could. He, he goes, I don't like the Sydney water. Oh, Queensland water, I'm going to neck all these. He could seriously He's a big thre- fella. Yeah, yeah, he could he's seriously a big boy. threaten anyone on that team that he will sit on them if they don't play well. Well, if worse comes to worst, he just goes out. Yeah, it's true. Oh, Where the yeah, game was won for me, Suns defense. Yeah, easily that defense is pretty stingy. <laughs> good, good, good defense. They look great, and I was you know really really impressed. As I said with my man Miller, he was fantastic. So anyway, thanks so much for listening, guys. So, um, just before we go, I'm oh, just sorry, have a, don't close. Sorry, no, just no, wanted no, to see got more, more. Just want to see what their it's midnight their defense <laughs> is like. Oh, goalie, where are they? Through the thing, yeah. Yeah, they've only conceded. I mean, they haven't kicked enough, but they've only conceded four hundred and twelve points. So there's some teams like Sydney, very known for being defensive. Well, that's, that have, that's a big aspect of where they've gone wrong. Yeah. So I mean, well, they've only got McVeigh. That's what I said before. They lack a serious key defender. I yeah, wasn't kidding. So, even even they've even Geelong have uh, let more goals through and so forth. And so they've got a good defense. Oh, I like the Suns. Yeah. No, no, no. It's good to look at. But anyway, thanks That's so much nice. for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Shout out to Hops to Home, our sponsor. It's a really, really quality craft beer delivery service. So hopstohome.com.au. Yeah, check that out, please. It's a really, really switched on um, business. So you basically sign up per month. You get a really quality delivery of craft beer. They curate it each month. Mm-hmm. Really fresh cans. IPAs, pale ales, all sorts of really interesting stuff from across the country. So always fresh. They, you know, they source directly with the brewery. They get the freshest cans sent out. They pack them all in a pack, send it to your house. Can't get any simpler. And um, you know, you go into some, you know, bottle shop sometimes. You know, sort of old dates. Can't sell stock. Not with these guys. These guys are all over it. So really switched on stuff. So definitely check them out. Hopsterhome.com.au. AFL Deep Dive gives you a twenty-five dollar discount on your first pack. Definitely check that out, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Massive. And here we go. He's got another one. Yeah, one more thing. Like just at the end of every I'm episode. Trying to close. I know that, but if you, um, if you do like us, um, 
get onto iTunes and oh yeah, um, rate and review. Yeah, yeah, I should say that. No, that's a good call. Rate and review. It is. It, it actually, just helps us get up. There oh well, we've had another couple this week. It's made it's it great. It, it so does, thanks. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it does make a massive difference because with all the all the reviews, I don't think people realise, but if you rate us in iTunes, it actually does affect other programs. So a, a lot of other apps take analytics out of iTunes. So if you rate us on that, it actually does make a massive difference. So if you've got an iPhone, um, just pop in there. It takes two seconds. Bing, bang, bong. Type it in and um, it's good. It helps us because it just helps people know, see the podcast and um, tell them about the dive. Yeah, tell your mates as well. Tell them. It's good. It's long. It's, you know... The dive. It's not 20 minutes. Deep, deep dive. You know, Super Footy do 21 minutes. We do... What An hour we, and 20 minutes. We've done two... Well, we've done basically two hours with the Anzac episode. So, we're now about to do probably another hour with the preview. So, if anything, we're dedicated. Thank Rock you. and roll. See ya.